inspirational and instructional. Dr. Joe Schwartz's book, Super Radiant, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, gives a step-by-step approach to finding your bliss through TM. Hi there, this is Dr. JLJ uh, with another exciting message for you. Uh, today we're going to talk about psychotherapy. And as you know, my, my three-part prescription for peace for individuals, for their families, for societies. And um, one of the three legs of that is therapy. The other two being exercise and practicing the transcendental meditation technique. So today I want to share with you my teachers, my heritage, the, 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 what I consider the three most important uh, influences in in my own psychotherapy practice and how I conduct myself. So Dr. Honor Lazarus, the founder of multimodal therapy, which many people maybe never have heard of, was really a monumental psychologist in the, in the 1950s. He taught at Rutgers University. And when I was living there, I had the good fortune to receive some instruction by him and uh, he, was, he was one of the psychologists that influenced me terrifically. The other, as uh, I've made reference to, Dr. Albert Ellis, the founder of Rationally Emotive Therapy, which I, I use a good part of my practice as well. And then there was Wayne Dyer, and by extension, Abraham Maslow, who believed that we shouldn't talk so much about neurotic behaviors of people, but focus on how they can improve and grow. So um, let, let's get into um, uh, multimodal therapy because why I think this is important is because it really forms a framework. Of if you're going to go for therapy, which <clears throat> I encourage every, everyone to do, um, I, I thought multimodal therapy in, in, in my own practice and practicing psychology was really terrific because um, what was different about Lazarus was he didn't say there's only one way that you can conduct psychotherapy. Like Ellis or maybe other counseling psychologists might say, well, let's just use CBT, cognitive behavior therapy. Let's just use DBT. Let's just use strict behavior therapy, um, operant conditioning, reinforcing good behaviors, uh, ignoring bad ones, right? So, but with multimodal therapy, it really tailors the therapy to the individual with many approaches. In other words, it's an integrative approach that combines different therapies to find the best one to help a person. This means using different techniques with this, within the same session or using different approaches at different times. Okay, and um, Dr. Lazarus uh, happened to be one of the first psychologists ever to use the term behavioral therapy, behavior therapist. And you know, when when we he, what what behavior therapists say it, it is is basically that we don't delve into pe the past like um, psych psychoanalysts do. We don't really even necessarily uh, talk about how you are thinking rationally or irrationally. 
like the way a Dr. Ellis would with rational emotive therapy and point out to you how you're exaggerating things or um, you're, 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 you're finding, um, you're thinking the wrong way about something, your opinions are wrong. With Lazarus, um, it, it was more a, a question of what is the best treatment right now for this particular person? And can we combine a lot of treatments together to help that person? So according to therapists who practice multimodal therapy, the more the client learns from therapy across various modalities, the lower the probability of recurrence of this disease or the problem, which makes sense, right? I mean, you want your patient, if you're in therapy or you've hired a therapist, you want to learn as much as possible from that doctor. And that doctor wants to feel that he's teaching you or instructing you or giving you the interventions that you're going to pick up and learn, okay? Because then it means you're not going to keep making the same mistakes, right? Um, so he, he, he had this, this um, little, um, he coined this um, seven-point phrase called the basic ID, which uh, Lazarus identified as behavior, affect, sensation, imagery, cognition, interpersonal relationships, drugs, and biology. And um, we're going to go into that more in detail. Uh, but let me just, just say that it, it, this is a modality framework. The framework allows the therapist to administer a treatment based on the individual condition of the patient accordingly, significant unhealthy deficiencies and excesses in the patient's problems are provided for each modality. And, and I'm reading you from an article that I found online by Lucas Berg, who was a psych student, and he published this in typesoftherapy.net, December 2021. And then I'm going to be reading another article, I think that was written by Dr. Lazarus's son. And then I'll talk... I'll give you some more examples of how I use it. So Clifford Lazarus, uh, another psychologist I, uh, who's a PhD, he, um, he wrote a big article in Psychology Today back in November of 2019 all about multimodal therapy. And uh, he writes, um, he, it, there are several hundred distinct psychological therapies. Um, but there's one thing that most therapists don't know is that there can be a unifying and uniting approach to all of these. And Dr. Dr. Arnold Lazarus, his father, which I'm talking about today, hypothesized that most psychological problems are multifaceted, multi-determined, multi-layered, um, and that comprehensive therapy calls for a careful assessment of seven transactional dimensions, behavior, affect or emotion, sensation, imagery, cognition, interpersonal relationships, and, and processes. So, um, and, and the reason why Lazarus, Dr. Arnold Lazarus, wanted to expand this, this, this assessment of a person who's in therapy 
was because he found that just asking them about and focusing on behavior or cognition, the way a person thinks, or their affect, the, the way they're feeling, anxious, depressed, that wasn't enough. What, what he wanted to add was imagery, sensations, interpersonal relationships, biological factors, resulting in a seven-point assessment framework called the basic ID. Okay? And let me, let's, let's go into that more in detail here. Okay? So the D at the end actually stands for not just talking about drugs, D for drugs, but the complete range of physio, physiological and biological factors beyond the substances prescribed. Um, so that could mean, for example, are you overweight? Uh, do you have a hormone problem? Do you, you have some physical problem, testosterone level, that may be affecting uh, how you're feeling and how you're behaving? Okay, so let's go into exactly what each of these basic ID um, modalities means. Behavior, what is behavior? Behavior is your actions. So, um, I mean, if to use an example, I mean, if, if, if you're constantly um, getting into fights with other people or your spouse, that's an action, right? And sometimes it gets you into a lot of trouble. If you get arrested, for example, that's not so good. Um, affect, the second thing out of the basic ID, affect is, is our emotions. Our, uh, and, you know, depending on what happens to you, your mood could be happy, sad, or in between, okay? And unfortunately, uh, you know, if you're not practicing TM, you're not going to be happy most of the time. A lot of people's affect and emotions, they shift all the time, okay? They could be moody one day and not so happy um, the next and, and maybe in between. And the third part of his basic idea was sensations, now, when we say sensations, we, 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 you think of the senses. What are you seeing? What are you touching? What are you hearing? And I thought that was so interesting that when you assess a person, um, you, 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 you might ask them, um, you know, what do you pick up when you're out in public? You know, this, and this will tie in with the, um, uh, well, I'll give you an example. I, I won't mention names, but one couple that I'm counseling presently, one of the partners uh, is getting a little paranoid, okay? Uh, he or she is thinking that other people talk about them or other relatives in the home. And, you know, the sensation part of the basic ID might be a nice way to tie into that assessment because you have to wonder if a person is a little paranoid, like, what, what senses? I mean, are they hearing things or, or are they misinterpreting things? Do they think they hear certain things? Um, you, you know, uh, do, do they, do they, are they on guard? Are they guarded? Okay. So sensations, you know, um, play into your makeup as an individual. Another thing that plays into your makeup as an individual is imagery, our ability to visualize, imagine, think in pictures. So getting back to that example of someone who's getting a little uptight and paranoid, they, they might be thinking, 
or seeing pictures in their mind of people talking um, behind their back. Uh, let me just cut this. Um, uh, pardon that. Um, they, they may see images in their mind of, of people speaking badly about them or family members making fun of them. And um, that, you know, since we move in the direction of our predominant thoughts, and I've said this many times, um, if you're seeing those types of uh, pictures, you know, it, it, it's going to make you feel low and bad and um, reduce your confidence if you think that other people are putting you down in some way. And then there's cognition, which we all know all about, which is our language-based thinking. In other words, um, what opinions do you have um, about other people? And uh, what opinions do you have about yourself? So your thinking can be um, pretty good, pretty objective, or it could be really exaggerated. Um, for example, uh, if you if you're worried about your job performance, okay, and um, you have a boss whose personality is bad, you know, your thinking might be, well, that person doesn't like me, therefore, um, you know, I'm not a valuable employee, and opinions, opinions, opinions. And then there's facts. The facts might be that you as the employee show up on time, you do your work, you don't leave early, um, you, you get your work done and it's completed. Now, it's nothing to do with how you've been thinking about your whole job. Um, and another thing, part of the basic idea, which is great, is interpersonal relationships, our intimate connections and other social involvements. So um, if, if, you're, if you're in a group or part of a family, what, what are those group dynamics? What are those, how are those helping or hindering you improve as a person? Or how, how can we use that in, in your therapy if you're depressed, for example? Um, what can we learn from that? Um, are you with a toxic group? Um, are, are you with bad family members who are just making you feel worse about yourself? Or are you with good friends, and people who are being positive and supportive, okay? So those th that falls under interpersonal. And the last thing is drugs, which he really meant to say, our physical bodies, our health, our medical matters. Now, all of us, or a good part of us as you get older, you, you may pick up some physical health and uh, medical issues, might be high blood pressure, cholesterol, you might be overweight. And all that's going to tie into your present problem if you're anxious or depressed or you're, you're having some type of therapy issue or you're, you're hating, you hate yourself, you hate the world. Okay, so solving those, you know, um, the D part of the basic ID, um, meaning your medical matters will be very 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 tailored specifically to what's ailing you i mean if you um if your blood pressure is out of control then it might be appropriate to make sure you get it under control with some um 
you know, blood blood lower blood pressure lowering medication, or in my opinion, not only that, my little additional there would be the TM, would be to practice as much TM uh, as you're supposed to twice a day, and and that certainly will help. Um, so multimodal therapy addresses response deficits and excesses within and across the basic ID. Okay, so if, if you know when you're inter, interpersonal relationships, for example, if there if there's an excess of that, if you're always hanging out at the club and socializing, or at the bar, or um, playing, you know. Uh, attending social events and you're neglecting your family, right, or your spouse, you know, that could build resentment and that could contribute to why you're having all these arguments at home, okay? So there's there's stuff that you could do um, more of. In other words, let's say your imagery is always about failing. You know, you're, you're always falling off the cliff, you're falling off the bike, you know, uh, and that, that's all you picture in your mind. We, to change that, that excess of bad imagery, replace it with, um, I'll never forget, he, uh, when, when he was uh, uh, training us, he would talk about a, uh, Dr. Lazarus would, he would talk about a, a, a pleasant uh, events hierarchy. Like, why don't you lay down patient and think about the most pleasant, wonderful things that could happen to you. You know, job promotion, beautiful sunset. And, you know, look at that and have that go over in your mind over and over and over again. And um, train your mind to, to start looking for pleasant uh, image, imageries and scenes, especially when you're feeling a little uptight. Because... Um, the mind can't distinguish between what's real or imagined. So uh, it's such a beautiful seven-point um, assessment of that unique person and what the person can do more or less of. It's really, it's really a, a great way to conduct, in my opinion, all my therapy and, um, and therapy in general. So, so everyone has a basic ID. No two people are alike, and they're, they're because no two people have identical psychological experiences, and because of that, your therapy should be individual individually tailored psychologically. And, and you know, it's it's interesting how you know I mentioned before there are hundreds of therapies out there, and um, you know the the four. Most popular, I would say, are CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, dialectical therapy, therapy, DBT, ACT, and EMDR, which is following your finger or something like that. And then there's also mindfulness, okay? And, and what's interesting about multimodal therapy is that it can subsume most other therapeutic approaches. In other words, subsume meaning you can use parts of DBT within the framework of your multimodal approach. You can use parts of CBT or EMDR within your multimodal approach or, or mindfulness. So what I do, I use TM 
uh, or suggest TM as, as my approach. But the converse can't be said. In other words, you can't subsume the basic ID within just regular RET or cognitive behavior therapy. This treatment model, multimodal therapy, um, it transcends simple diagnostic labels, like I said before, and emphasize a highly individualized approach, okay? And he gave, uh, there's some wonderful examples that, um, uh, that were given in this article written by his son, Clifford Lazarus. Um, and he talks about, let's say you have someone who's diagnosed with major depression. Now, the diagnosis of major depression may include features such as insomnia, anger, agitation, loss of appetite, anxiety, lack of motivation, rumination, pessimism, and social withdrawal. Okay? Another person who we also call depressed uh, might be diagnosed with hypersomnia, which is sleeping too much, fatigue, trouble concentrating, guilt, worthlessness, crying, loss of pleasure, thoughts of suicide. Okay, now, in my opinion, I think that's the real beauty of this whole approach is that you're going to tailor a treatment plan with, with the help of the patient um, specific to what's going on with them. I mean, if, if you're feeling so worthless and you have thoughts of suicide, you know, the, the, the treatment plan might include a psychiatric evaluation for sure. Okay. Um, does this person qualify for a brief stay at an inpatient facility? If, if they want to hurt themselves, we need to certainly, um, see that um, in, in, in the diagnosis of depression. And um, if, if they're having trouble concentrating, you know, why is that happening? Okay, and you, 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 you might say, well, they're thinking uh, along certain lines and you might um, try to challenge that cognitively with a cognitive approach. If they're fatigued, you can add in a relaxation technique such as TM. Okay. Um, in my opinion, TM could be used for the person with anger, agitation, and loss of appetite and lack of motivation. The, the different example for, for depression as well. But um, the, the beauty of, of this whole approach is that Lazarus was the first doctor, clinical psychologist out there to really say, We've got to tailor the therapy to the individual and use a, an armamentarium of uh, techniques to get the person well. Because if you're not doing that, if you just rely on one technique, there's a danger that they, they'll, after therapy is over, they'll go back to being uh, more depressed again. So. That's what he noticed in his practice before he he got into the multimodal approach that people were, were, were coming back and they weren't improving. And the reason why they weren't improving is, is, is because most therapies are just too narrow. You can't just deal with challenging your thoughts like an R, R, uh, CBT. That's not enough. You, you really... Um, 
have to delve into maybe their past. You have to delve into what they're eating or not eating. You have to delve into other biological functions. Like if you're overweight, are you exercising enough? Um, are you doing too much exercise? Uh, so that's, that's basically what I wanted to share with you today is um, the, the absolute importance of, of understanding uh, my three um, my my three non-prescription prescriptions uh, include therapy, exercise, and doing TM. And today I wanted to really um, share with you how I became, I believe, a much better uh, doctor and therapist by um, taking using this multimodal approach with everybody um, that I counseled today. And I've, I've met with a lot of success. Um, a lot of success has to do with um, if there's a real connection um, with, the, with the patient and, and the doctor, um, that's also important. But um, mostly, mostly getting the sense that I wasn't alone, just you know, telling people what to do or listening and listening and listening and listening to people without getting them involved and, and getting them involved in um, a, a multimodal approach with their biology, with their physical health, with the way they're thinking, with what they're seeing in their mind's eye, um, with, with that, what other sets, sensations they're doing, and of course their behavior, what they're not doing, or what they are doing too much of. So I hope this was uh, uh, informative, and I, I wish everybody the best of luck when they they do take up therapy, which is very important in in my um, in my non-prescription prescription. See you next time, everybody. Thank you so much. Super Radiant by Dr. Joe Schwartz, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, opens the works of TM as a path to daily relaxation and stress relief.